1: I I definitely have to say that this episode of Riverdale, when yes, we are talking about men of honor, and yes, it's chapter 69, eh, which I um, definitely did that about for at least five minutes before watching the episode. Uh, It's better than the last episode. It is better. I will... I will agree with you,
2: but it's interesting because I never know whether you're going to like an episode or not. I thought (laughs) that I
1: understood your patterns. I mean, usually sexy than in, but there's no sexy in this one. There isn't. And
2: and there's always intrigue, but, but some of the intrigue we like and some makes us angry. So I'm interested to hear why you think that this episode is better than the previous episode, because you know what? There was a lot of Uncle Daddy in this episode, and you know how I
1: do not like Uncle Daddy. We don't like Uncle Daddy. We we are on the same page here of not liking Uncle Daddy, and this episode... I guess it made me like him a little bit more. I will say this is the first time that the uh, that series writer and the co executive producer Ariana Jackson she it was her first time writing this episode, and I it seemed like they came in with a with an idea to advance the plot in some manner and i will say i liked that this episode actually went places for the first time in a couple of episodes you know what i mean you, you like plot advancement i know shock how dare i ask for plot advancement as well as teen kisses but i was very happy because we saw fp at least just a little bit in this episode i miss him i miss fp i want i miss how i miss his face i miss his arms i miss his oh big burly chest i miss him i miss him so much i miss his like
2: wise rogue justice i miss his. i miss his rough guidance for the children i miss everything about fp and i and i don't i said it last week and i'm saying it again i don't want hot uncle daddy i want hot Bad daddy who's not a cop, FP serpent daddy.
1: But let's talk about uncle daddy for a minute because... Now we know. So I didn't realize this, so I was re-watching last week's episode with Jeff because he was out of town. And every time- Let's just
2: say that that is extremely devoted. You're both a devoted girlfriend and a devoted Riverdale watcher.
1: Thank you, Molly. I'll take (laughs) it. Well, because also he's not going to watch it and he's going to ask a bunch of questions. So really, I'm just being selfish. So I'm like, Uh. I'd rather you just fucking watch it so I don't have to answer (laughs) all these questions. So, I didn't realize in the last episode that every turn that Uncle Daddy was like, well, I did have spent, you know, I did serve my time. You know, I was in the military. You know, all those years when I was in active warfare. Like, that's what he kept bringing up, and I didn't realize. And, And, like, so Jeff just kept being like, did you know he was in the military? Did you know he served?
2: Yeah, I actually realized that what, as soon as we started watching this episode, I was like, it's funny that Jackie and I haven't talked about how annoying it is that he mentions that he, like, like the expository, like, back when I was abroad, like, mentioned <laughs> at the beginning of every single sentence. And I always just took it as, like, shitty efforts at character development um but it turns out they were planting
1: little seeds seeds riverdale was giving us little seeds that's why you never know where the seeds are gonna come from so this episode guys what did we find out about uncle daddy number one he has another daddy friend he has a gingy daddy friend although you know i'm gonna throw it out there not into him No. and usually i love a gingy daddy but i wasn't into him no no thank you ted bishop Ted Bishop shows up. Genji Daddy shows up. He's an old pal. And he came to tell him in person that one of their old war buddies, because he was also in the war, had his, what did it say? It was like, his guts got all rancid. <laughs> it, um, it, and he died it, of
2: it, cancer. cancer. yeah, ate up his guts or something. And he it ate up his guts, which also just called. <laughs> Archie is like ever the bright-eyed loser who can't read the room is like oh mr bishop you want to come to dinner with us oh mr bishop sleep in my mom's bed mr bishop you can stay
1: as long as you want it's just leave it alone archie he wants new gingy daddy to also be another daddy in his life the boy is desperate for a father figure so now he has two of them but guess what molly (laughs) Neffel? they were both mercenaries for a shady paramilitary organization and he's come to not only kill uncle daddy but to kill his entire family i gotta say i was
2: not expecting a mercenary plot in riverdale i was
1: not expecting a mercenary plot at all but i will i gotta throw it out there the fight scenes in this episode were to die, I loved it. So first of all, then <laughs> Gingy Daddy he attacks Uncle Daddy after Archie left to go to school, but Archie forgot his phone, so he comes in and almost kills Gingy Daddy. And with then they like, fight, 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 and then he runs away. Yeah, he with a skillet, with a skillet yes. which then, I appreciate. And it. Gingy Daddy just had a knife.
2: And uh, there was some knife throwing in that scene, but my favorite—I feel like I do miss Riverdale's like camp, like a lot. I, I talk a lot about what I miss about Riverdale, and uh, and I feel like um, it's it should be cornier, you know. And and I liked that scene because it was really corny, because like like there's this like real tense like wrestling match uh, with a knife in the kitchen, and then Archie knocks him out with a skillet, and he just goes. I forgot my phone. And I think like, that's what I want from Riverdale. I, that's the shit that keeps me coming back.
1: You know? I love it now. So also uncle daddy has, he had earned the red badge of courage in the war, which that I, I like, I don't know why still Riverdale will still get me every once in a while. Like with the late, like when she went to Lacey's instead of Macy's that I love it. I hate it. And I love it that he got the red badge of courage for saving Gingy daddy in the war. Which just call it a purple heart. You're allowed to say purple heart on television. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. And now Gingy Daddy is on the run and he's in Riverdale and he has to kill Uncle Daddy. But Uncle Daddy's like, No, 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 I didn't mean to come here and I uh, see I started yelling about Uncle Daddy because it was like, Oh, so how dare you ex-mercenary on the run from the pal- paramilitary organization how dare you just show up in Riverdale and put your whole family in danger but Jeff did mention and I will give it to him that he did keep saying like I'm just here to visit I'm just giving my condolences I'm not staying I did and Archie did this Archie Archie did it and kind of like forced him to stay I don't know
2: I don't know who to root for this is why I hate this this plot line because I I I won't root for Archie, but I also won't root for Uncle Daddy because yes you're right or Jeff is right like that he kept being like no nah, I shouldn't stay but he was only, he was saying that with the like you know, with the clear intent of a grifter who was like, oh, I guess I'll just stay at your house for one more month, if that's cool. You know, like, he's a grown-ass man. He could have left, and he didn't. But also, yes, Archie was like, just
1: stay and be my daddy. So they're both to blame. They're both to blame. And you know what? I will say, they are definitely written like they are family. It's that same like, oh, i got to do what's good. It's like, okay. And then, which I don't even possibly... Understand how that this ex, well, I guess current mercenary, gets into again another adult <laughs> that does not even have a child, is on the uh, on Riverdale campus, not in a bathroom, no less, where underage p- children pee. Um, and then he attacks Archie, puts him through multiple walls and through a sink. I
2: enjoyed that bathroom scene, that bathroom fight quite a lot. That was like a real. It was just the right amount of, like, ridiculous damage being done to the school. Um, Like, nobody getting too hurt. But, like, like Archie, like, rips a pipe out of the sink at some point. Like, it was, that was, like, a perfect fight. It was a perfect, nobody got hurt, but yet everything was destroyed.
1: It was absolutely amazing, but it was also, like, I, I mean... I felt like I needed this catharsis. I know we've watched Archie get the shit beaten out of him before. But you know what it is? I think I've always been chasing the dream because we never got to see him fight the bear. And I think that I've always wanted to watch him fight the bear. And this was a good close second. I mean, getting thrown through multiple bathroom stalls and through a sink is pretty great.
2: Yeah, and at least they're using the whole Archie such a good boxer thing because I was like, well, finally it matters that this guy spent his last, like, two years being like, uh, I only care about boxing. So that, I was like, did they it's really just off? do two years of a plotline of Archie being a good boxer so that he can just, like, kick the ass of whoever ever gets in his way? Which is like, you know, that's I guess that's fine.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, I'm down to watch it. Now he's... Did Gingy Daddy die He's dead, right? No, he just he just went, got into the safe custody of the feds. That's a right. Oh, my God. I forgot. I'm sorry. I, guys, I watched this yesterday, and yet still, there's just so much happened. I forgot because then they go to FP, which I, I, I'm just, I got so excited because then Uncle Daddy sets up, of course, at the boxing ring, and he's like, come at me, Gingy Daddy. We're going to fight to the death, but it was a setup. It was a sting. And when all of those people walked in, when they're in the boxing ring, and then all the people walked in, I thought it was the serpents. And I got very, very, very excited.
2: Wait, it wasn't the serpents? I don't know. Or was it? Who was it? I thought it was the serpents, too. Because FP's like, oh, I know how to handle a guy in a fight. Leave it to me. But then he brought him to jail. Yeah, I know, which is a total... Cop out, if you will.
1: No, if it's a serpents, go beat him to death in the woods. That's what serpents do. <laughs> S- Serpent never sheds its skin. Serpent <laughs> never sheds its fucking skin, which is what I kept screaming as Tony, which we... I've been desperate for a Cheryl and Tony plotline yeah. for a minute. And now that there's not, you know, which... I, I loved the whole body still living in the house with a um, enchanted doll that was coming after them. And then it just all went away. because like, oh, it's just mother doing these things. So now you have to remember, Cheryl and Veronica and Tony are running the Maple Lounge. Maple box? What is it?
2: Maple Club.
1: Maple Club. They're running the Maple Club, which is used to be a brothel, but it's not a brothel. And yet still, it is filled with very attractive women and very gross dudes and a bunch of beds. But it's not a brothel. It's right, it's, it's just it a hangout be, spot.
2: It appears to be a rum
1: club where you could get a private room. It's definitely a, still a brothel. It is a <laughs> thousand percent still a brothel, but that's okay. I am pro-sex work, and I, I I think it's a great idea. Even if it's not... Even if it's not the work part of it. Even if you just drink a lot of rum and want to get laid, which I don't usually do because the, all the sugar hurts my belly, and the last thing I want is for um, for sex to happen. But um, maybe that's just me.
2: But but why is Nick St. Clair, who you may remember as the date rapist from I think season two? Um, he comes back and he's like, I'm looking for a place to have a party. So clearly the secret teenage brothel sex club, uh, it doesn't seem that they employ sex workers, but it does seem like they just have rooms around if you want to fuck, which I think makes it more of like a... a sex club than a maple club but <laughs> but then nick st Clair, who doesn't even live in riverdale no. comes in and is like i'm looking for a place to celebrate with my friends because we all got into harvard and then tony's like all right let me show you what we have to offer at which point she walks him over to a table with like Three bottles of rum on it. And I'm just like, how does this business establishment work? You just like. I don't understand. It's all secret, Molly. Come in and choose your type of rum you'll be getting, I guess. And, uh, but then Cheryl sees him and is very upset and uh, and uh, kind of triggered, re traumatized from because he had uh, tried to date rape her in season two, which is like, reminded me that Riverdale used to have like slightly actually serious plot lines rather than yes. just like our characters are t- are today are like <laughs> having uh, a fucking uh war in the woods you know um <laughs> like there, there was a time when Riverdale was like here are some issues
1: that affect teens and I think that that was good but you know they pepper them they pepper them in uh, kinda have we had anything even remotely as grounded as
2: that plotline? and it was and they handled it well to their credit like it was like a great this is Riverdale at its best man when somebody does something fucked up and then all the teens unite against it like in season one there was that notebook where the boys were shaming the girls and all the girls fucking round up and got revenge on him and that was like my favorite thing that has ever happened in Riverdale and then season two Man. there's a date rapist and then they all get vengeance on him this is what Riverdale
1: does best wait do they just keep do they keep Ethel in their back pocket until they need someone at least slightly different from all of the young tight hots to come in I I'm gonna go ahead and guess I'm throwing it out there now that Ethel's gonna be brought in for the musical because they don't have enough people that can sing is Ethel still... What is Ethel's status? Where's <laughs> Ethel? Where is I Ethel? don't know. Where's Ethel? I, wasn't she... She was one of the children in the... In the... 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 the Oh, what was it? The Sisters of Quiet Mercy, right? But then she was in the bunker for a while,
2: uh, remember? <laughs> That's right. She was she was like the dead mother. She was like the Wendy to the Lost Boys. That's
1: right. She was the Wendy of G and G. So she's probably somewhere. Um, forcing her mouth on some kind of tiny, and you know what? Go for her. She's in the woods. Got to be in the woods if she's still she's alive. In the woods. I don't think she died. Oh my god! Maybe she's kissing on uh, what are the woods boys called? The gang? Oh, the, the Boy uh, Scout gang. There was so many <laughs> gangs. It's very show. Hard. This show. Well, so now here's my question. Okay, so what ends up happening with Nick Saint Fucking Claire is Tony? Oh my god. I just, I love Tony so much because a serpent never sheds its fucking skin. And what does Tony do? Tony fucking drugs the motherfucker, ties him up, brings in our new Tickle Boys. We got Tickle Boys, Kevin and Fangs, to come in. So they tie him up. They make a Tickle video that they're all going to make money off of. And now they've got this to hold against him, which is, if you've seen the Tickle documentary, Pretty much what they already did in real life with a bunch of very unsuspecting uh, men that needed money. So the Tickle documentary is very upsetting, and then watching it again, it kind of brought it up a little bit. But I was like, "But Jackie, he's bad. You you don't have to feel bad for him." But it is a little. I mean, isn't it Gandhi that says, "An eye for an eye makes the whole (laughs) world blind?" But you know, we're not. It is still some sort of. I mean, I guess it's not sexual assault. It's just um. Like emotional assault, like it's like it's a consent assault. like, I don't even know what that is. I was struggling with this too,
2: because I had, absolutely zero reservations about the season two plotline about Nick Sinclair of like getting, you know, violent revenge on a date rapist. Bring yes. it more, more power to him. Th- there was something about this where it was like Riverdale tried to be like, well, let's have it be revenge porn. But instead of it being porn, it'll be a tickle video. So it's not actually as bad as them like having revenge porn on Nick Sinclair. They just have a video of him getting tickled. And I guess that's okay, but I'm not sure if it's okay. I think it might not be okay
1: but it's still in the same lines that in real life people's lives were destroyed because of the tapes that were made Uh uh-huh right so that yeah i don't mean to be on my little box here because i know i'm not usually but i still was like i mean he's awful and get him the fuck out of riverdale but like uh they already like did they, like, break his legs or something? Like, What did Archie they do? Did. did Archie, like, Archie beat definitely. him almost to
2: death? <laughs> yeah, Archie almost beat him to death, which, I, again, <laughs> I had no problem with. I'm yeah. fine with it. I do. I get it. Please, I get yeah. it. Make him never come back. I think you're right, though. I think I was like, I think that this is Riverdale trying to work its way around, like, the consent issue and be like, yeah, they obviously, like, did something that was fucked up to Nick C- Clair, but it wasn't sex, and so it was fine. But I think you're right. I think it's not fine. I think that this was Riverdale... uh Trying to do something and not succeeding.
1: Yeah, it's still like, it's not with his consent. I don't know. It's, it really weirdly kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But at yeah. the same time, I still love my TT and TT did that for Cheryl and I love their love. So I'll fucking give it to him and I bet he's never gonna fucking come back. Yeah, but you'd think he wouldn't have come back after Archie broke his legs. But you the you would think, I don't know. You know, Lord knows where the brothel is, but we do need to jump into. We gotta talk about Jughead and his trilogy of of honor that he's going up against Brett Weston Ellis for Brett Weston Ellis. And now I just Molly, I don't know. it's just so he, if you guys remember in the last episode that Jughead challenged Brett to a duel. Because of the honor,
2: what a jughead thing to do! Just fucking punch the guy. Just pull on it. Sorry to say this, but just pull an Archie. You know, at yes. least Archie just punches people. Archie does have a lot of like formalities about honor that he also goes through, but just punch the guy. You just want to beat the shit out of him. Just beat the shit yeah. out of him. Don't. Why are you getting Mister Dupont involved?
1: This is the thing. Isn't Quill and Scroll supposed to be like an underground, like cool society? But it seems like the entire. School is in the society because everybody's watching the three of them, including Mr. DuPont. So they have to. So instead of I thought it was going to be a duel in my brain, I thought they were going to be on horses with really big swords and I got very excited, but it's not. First, they had defense and then they had to bare knuckle fight. And if that was tied, then they had to play chess. Yeah. And. So, of course, Jughead lost at fencing because they definitely had two people that looked nothing like them in their fencing (laughs) outfits, which was very funny. And then, which this doesn't make any sense, that Jughead knocked Brett out with one punch, even though Brett's a lot bigger than he is. But I guess, you know, again, serpent never sheds its skin. (laughs) And then in the end, what ended up happening is that they played chess. And you know what? Jughead threw the game He threw the game because he said that, you know, what he doesn't want to be a Stonewall man. And why doesn't he want to be a Stonewall man? Because apparently Brett is making sex tapes in the room. So this goes back to the tapes that we saw earlier when the red light was blinking. So Moose is here now. He's back from the army. The army. And Moose comes back. And it's like, oh yeah, well, Brett took a pit, like took a video of me banging another classmate, and he held it against me. So that's why I left Stonewall Prep. Because if you remember, Moose was at Stonewall Prep. Right, and so am I being confusing? I feel like I'm losing every like I'm losing my my brain over here.
2: It's very hot. Ha- it's, it's it's not you who's confusing, but you're you're right. Before we started recording, I, we, uh, I, I said I think that the Riverdale writers forgot a lot of what had happened in the beginning of the season because a lot of it is just not at all coming back. Uh, but you were like, well, some of it's coming back, and you're right. The red light in the corner of Jughead's room, perhaps videotaping them and their sex. Did come back.
1: Yes. So now they've got all these sex tapes. And then when Betty, which I, I'm so happy that Betty and Alice Cooper are again a detective team. Because yeah. Betty's been expelled from school because of the quiz bowl thing. And Alice Cooper has been put on leave without pay from the from working at the news station. So now what they're doing is trying to take down Brett and Stonewall Prep. So they... they Burgled and entered twice in this episode. (laughs) I love the two of them. And especially, I wrote down this like interchange of them. And when Betty is like looking through stuff in his room, and she goes, Brett is afraid of me. Why? And then her mother's like, Apparently, you cracked him open his head with a golf club. And then she's like, Oh, right. I did do that. Which I completely forgot about that with the bunny masks when she hit him over the fucking head Ah, with a golf club. That's what that
2: was. Yeah, I had forgotten about that too um but yeah i couldn't agree more i love alice and betty as a team i love it i love how that they like hated each other like four episodes ago and they should by all accounts hate each other now because it's totally alice's fault that betty uh is in this conundrum but instead alice is just helping her break into the rooms of fellow children it
1: is terrific It's amazing to try and take him down. So they find the sex tapes, but they also found the confession tapes of the Quill and Scroll Society. So remember a couple of episodes ago when Jughead told the story about watching that dude get beaten to death in front of him when he was living on the streets. And um, so apparently it's all on tape. But what they did watch was Donna's tape. And I am very surprised that Donna is actually not just... What were we... We were calling her something. Denise. Denise. Because Denise was always around, but like not really in any of the scenes. And now it's a big possibility. So we watch her do her confession... Because, again, another of the 20 million plot lines, Donna had said that she had had an affair with Mr. Chipping. And Mr. Chipping was the one that threw himself out of a window in front of them like six episodes ago. And she said he did it because she was cheating. She was having an affair with him. Right. And the video that they watched was her confessing that she, like word for word, the same confession she had worked on and said to Betty to try and make herself seem like a victim, but she said the name of another teacher.
2: Yeah, so we've been over here sleeping on Donna, thinking she's the world's most boring character. Turns out she might be a professional saboteur
1: of various male teachers at Stonewall Prep. Why? Why? And also she was the one that was Jughead's coach in all three of his... Um, you know, chalices for <laughs> uh, for honor, and um, maybe she's been the one that's been doing all of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. And I also really think that back to which they have to bring up at some point. Does the merc? All right, so go with me here. Do you think that the mercenary, like paramilitary organization that Uncle Daddy and Ginger Daddy work for? Do you think it has something to do with possibly the uh, the houses in Riverdale being videotaped? Do you think that the military organization is going to be a much bigger deal... Than just this one plot line
2: Honestly it better Because I don't have time in my life To keep track of all of these plot lines If we have somebody's <laughs> videotaping The front doors of all of Riverdale That is happening for two episodes And then now like ten episodes later Nothing And now we're going to have this one episode About a paramilitary Blackwater-esque organization that is seems to have been neatly tied up By the end of the episode Like I need somebody to start connecting these threads and weaving it them. into something because otherwise I'm just trying to hold it all in my hands like sand and it's and it's it's not turning into anything Charles wasn't even in this one I just need, I don't know I need them to just narrow their reach just a teats I need it to be a little bit simpler because if, it's, if the paramilitary organization is the one videotaping the doors, that's a real surprise. That's not at all I know, what I because, thought was going to happen. But at
1: the same time, but then Riverdale still, it's like, rather than, rather than tying up any of the plot lines, they just keep reintroducing more plot lines, which now it's like, we never even looked at Donna. I never even for a second thought about Donna. And we've been throwing out all these other ideas of what these things could be. And they just keep coming up. With more cockamamie
2: Yeah. I I honestly think that they have forgotten. I think that they did they fire everybody like four episodes ago and then just start anew? Because ever since we came back from Christmas, nothing is even remotely continuing
1: from what the, all the seeds that which they had sowed before. Oh my god, I also just realized I just wrote this down that um the name that Donna says is Mr. Cotter, like what oh, Mr. Cotter. <laughs> like the John Travolta show? Welcome back, Cotter, who was a teacher. Oh my God, Riverdale! I just it, it's it's a lot. It, it is it's a lot. It's a, it's lot. a lot, and it's, <laughs> it's it's off the fucking rails now. Like I thought it was <laughs> off the rails before, but now it's really off the rails, and I can barely keep up. And I'm not saying I'm not into it. But you guys hit me up. Like, did this, did us even talking about it, did this make any sense?
2: There's no, and I know that the whole point of Riverdale Roundup is like us talking about is that it's not ever going to really make that much sense. But this, how could we make sense when the episodes don't, when the source material doesn't make any sense? We really, a mercenary plotline,
1: What? Like, started and finished? in one episode also we didn't even bring up the fact that they they debuted Katie Keene, uh, which is you know the crossover of the new CW show Katie Keene, with Lucy Hale and also it really just showed how much older Lucy Hale is than the <laughs> than the young 20s that that play teenagers and she's just a couple years older but i it's not i don't i'm not like age shaming her it's just you could tell she had a lot of Botox done to look younger, I'm, I'm assuming, in comparison. But it just made her look so frozen. I was like, girl, you wouldn't look like that. Like, you don't need it. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. I know that it's your choice and you, everyone has their own choice to do those things. But they meet up in New York because Katie Keene is a fashion designer. And they are going to, you know, try on clothes for Barnard. And then in the end, we just have to even get... We have to bring it up. Now, apparently, Hiram Lodge has some sort of neuromuscular disease, and I'm assuming it's like an ALS, and that daddy is dying... But he might not be dying. But then Hermione, who also has had too much Botox, was just like, "Yeah, that it, is dying. to be dying," because she couldn't move her face. Molly, please go back and look at it again. I was like, I, I couldn't even pay attention <laughs> to what she was saying because she couldn't move her face. at That was all. just her being sad at Jackie. It's her is being that sad. What it is, uh, and <laughs> now. And now if I, I said I said it and I'm saying it now and everyone hears it now. If they fucking kill off Hiram Lodge, I'm out. I'm tapping out of Riverdale. If
2: they kill him off with a with a with a auto immune or neuro, a neuromuscular disease. <laughs> logic. Neuro, there is, neuromuscular disease. If they kill him that way, instead of having Archie kill him. You know, two years ago or whatever it's been, then yeah, come on now, kill him with a
1: gun. You got if you're gonna kill him, you you just gotta kill him. But then, oh my God, Veronica decided that she changed her name back to Lodge, (gasps) which (laughs) like I oh Riverdale,
2: Riverdale, you can't (laughs) uh, Riverdale. You 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 when you can't when you're failing to create any sort of emotional stakes, and you just. You just pull some emotional stakes right out the ground by making a character sick. And then it's once again, oh, too bad that daddy tried to kill my boyfriend for like four years. But he's sick. I'm going to change my name back. Daddy, don't Neha. make a federal case out of it. It's just, okay, Daddy, just for you. I forgive you for being a sociopathic murderer.
1: I want to shake everybody to death. I Maybe <laughs> it's just because like I'm having a bad like body week, but in watching it, I was just like, I'm going to break the television. Yeah. Today is the day I break the television. And, you know, I don't usually, I don't like to blame like period shit on that. Every, but every once in a while you watch it, and I'm just like, fuck everybody in this. I hate it. And I don't, but I love it. And I know I love it. And womb, uterus, don't tell me what to feel. Um, But sometimes it does. And this week I did want, I wanted to shake them all to death.
2: I mean, I don't think there's any other show that is a better example of like how one's own like hormones and body chemistry can interact with because Riverdale is, is a show about, you know, teen, Angst, and it's just so poorly done that it, it makes sense. I think that your uh, that your own body uh, confusion and feelings uh, is deeply wrapped up like a like like a moon cycle with Riverdale
1: you're right that is exactly what it is and sometimes you just have to scream oh my god I forgot I wrote this down that remember that Mr. Chipping when his when they when Betty and Alice interviewed his wife his widow and um, she said he never had a an affair with a student but he did have all of those army pamphlets in his desk. That's what I wanted to bring up. That's why I was thinking that maybe the military organization has something Uh. more to do with things and with the recording of things of why that. Why and what you know you know what I mean? Let's make it an X-Files thing. You know, maybe the military is
2: controlling everything in Riverdale.
1: Let's go there. Maybe that's where all the like where Jingle Jangle came from, <laughs> where Fizzy Rocks <laughs> came from. Maybe that's where the G and G was dropped in. You can't trust the government. You can't trust oh! the government. You cannot trust the government, but we do. You know what we can trust? Each other and our (laughs) friendship. And I love you guys so much. Thank you for joining us on this week's (laughs) Riverdale Roundup. And you know what? As Kevin said in this, this episode what the hell is happening? This school is insane. Because I forgot that Kevin was like in on like the, the multi in through the hallway into multiple rooms, two grown men fighting a child. Um, when Archie was fighting both of the daddies and, um, he got he cut tail, man. He got the fuck out of there. And Go that ahead. wasn't even the that wasn't even the craziest thing about Kevin's week. No. They wasn't the craziest thing about Kevin's week. Jesus Christ. I can't wait to see what next week has in store because who knows at this point. Who possibly knows remember when we were so obsessed with like oh it's gotta have to do with all the grandparents and everything where'd all that go yeah no n- where right no no i don't know no, it we're
2: just we are in fucking no man's land for plot predictions yes. right now there is no point in predicting a plot of a show that veers around
1: this wildly so <laughs> it's it's freeing in a way it is I feel like all my ties have been cut I'm just along for the ride I feel like I'm I'm parasailing right now and whatever happens is going to happen and I'm going to let it happen to me Lord knows what's going to happen next week on Riverdale. But you know what? I'm a little excited about it. Almost as excited about our move to Spotify. Riverdale Roundup is going Spotify exclusive on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2020. New releases and the entire back catalog of all of the bullshit of Riverdale Roundup will be Spotify exclusive. And if you haven't tried Spotify, it's free to download and use on any device. No. Credit, card, needed. All of our Riverdale episodes are already over there. Simply search for Riverdale Roundup and Spotify to start listening for free. You can download all of the Riverdale Roundups for offline listening with a free account. With Spotify, you can listen to all your favorite podcasts and music and listen to a scream about Riverdale all in one place. Listen to Riverdale Roundup free on Spotify. We love you guys. We will see you next week and Lord knows what it will be. Bye. Bye. i This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.